Is obedience just for the legalist? What did Jesus mean when he said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments? Join Eddie Armstrong and me, Charlie Hayes, as we seek our answers from Scripture. Eddie, um, last time we spent a good deal of time talking about the amazing pattern in heaven uh, and Jesus as he sacrificed for once for all um, with his own blood going into the most holy place and how that we understand so well because we had that pattern going on in the sanctuary where every, every day sins were transferred to it and then on the day of atonement was uh, symbolizing the day of the, the final, <laughs> yeah, the, the emerging of Jesus into the, into the most holy place and how that has once for all covered all of our sins. But I wanted to change gears a little bit because we're talking about is obedience just for the legalist. Mm -hmm. uh, I think part of what we just saw was the, the law of the Old Testament uh, wasn't done away with, but in fact, that's not what happened when Jesus was sacrificed. Right. <laughs> when Jesus, through Jesus' blood, what happened was he covered our sins. And so that we, though we might violate the, uh, the law, which isn't not what was intended, but we do have a mediator uh, mm -hmm. that we can go to and confess and uh, have our sins forgiven. Yeah. But there's a lot of, lot of scripture written in the, that, uh, you know, a lot of people ignore. It's like, it's like two thirds of the Bible that a lot of people mm -hmm. ignore. And yet it seems like there's, so much value in it. I want to emphasize that because Paul wrote to Timothy, uh, maybe this is for our time more than it yeah. was for just Timothy, mm -hmm. because it says all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Now, that's all scripture, and we knew when this was written, uh, most of the scripture, maybe all the scripture, was on that other side of the divide of our Bible, which is an uh, Old Testament divide. Mm -hmm. And God has said, that's, that's profitable. Don't ignore it, yeah. because uh, it will give you, uh, it'll teach you what is true, right? That's the doctrine. Mm -hmm. It will prick your heart. So that's the reproof, right? It's uh, like, uh, that's not, that's not the way you should be going. <laughs> yeah. It will, it will be a lamp to your feet because it will tell you the way to go. That's the correction. And you will grow in your faith and your stature and character. And that's the instruction of righteousness. And we need all of that in our lives that we may be complete. So if we... <laughs> That's interesting that we need, to, we need to know the truth. Mm -hmm. We need to know where we're wrong. We need to be corrected. Uh, and we need instruction so that we can be good stewards of the faith and also be good disciples and be leaders of other people to Christ. Yeah. There are things, I don't know if you've had this experience, but I've uh, talked with people and uh, tried to prove something about Jesus or or something about the will of God. And whenever I go into the Old Testament, they go, oh, well, that's, that's in the Old Testament. We don't go by that anymore. 
And, and when they say that, it makes me think, now, are you saying that the Old Testament is uh, only written for other people before the cross and the New Testament, really those after the cross? And I think, gee, you know, Paul said this right here, all scripture is good for reproof. They, they, he was telling young Timothy, hey, you've learned this from your childhood. This is good for you to use in doc, for doctrine. Now, think about this, too. The New Testament had not been written when Jesus was preaching. He was That's preaching right. from the Old Testament, what we call the Old Testament. The Jews today call it the Tanakh or T-A-N-A-H, I think is how it's spelled. Uh, and then also Paul. Paul was quoting and the other disciples. All were using the Old Testament. Uh, the New Testament is an account of Christ and an expansion of, of uh, what they had learned after the cross. And it's too uh, inspirational. But we should never try to say, look, anything written in the Old Testament, I don't pay any attention to it because that was old covenant. Um, I, I think I think Paul would also tell that those people who are who were saying, eh, we don't we don't look at that other part of the Bible. Two thirds of scripture we don't look at. Mm -hmm. uh, he would probably say this for whatever things were written before were written for our learning that we through the patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. That's in Romans 15, 4. So Paul's um, using scriptures to refer back to what we call the Old Testament, right? Yes, right. Yeah. And it was there for our learning. Uh, mm -hmm. We we learn so much by uh, I know one thing I like to I like to see the experiences of other other believers in Christ, or other believers in God. They might not have said called Christ then, but they would call, you know, they were believers in God. Mm -hmm. And their experience with God is something that shows me uh, another aspect of that experience that I might not fully understand without those writings. You know, yeah. That's one thing I get out of it. And, you know, we also see so many archetypes of Christ, people who are acting as Christ would act. And that gives us yet another model to understand some, uh, some characteristics of Jesus and God. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I've often said that Jesus is found in type all through the Old Testament. And to bypass these books and to ignore them is to miss probably two-thirds of the story about Jesus. Right. I mean, I do understand people who like to read comforting stories like the, in the book of John and, and First John. Those are really sweet, and I, I love them too. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, I was reading just the other day uh, some uh, a story in Isaiah uh, about uh, a, a king... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah hezekiah hezekiah yes. yeah and watching his journey uh with god and how he he took a different path than his father did you know his father chased after idols and and hezekiah turned the people back to god that was sort of it's sort of a new testament you think right there if you think about it, turning people back to god mm -hmm. and he and he did he did such great work in just trusting god he I love the, one of his prayers because his prayers starts out with things like telling God how, how big and wonderful he is, right? His focus is, God, you're the creator. God, you did all these things. And then he lays out in front of him 
a letter from his enemy who says, I'm going to destroy you. And he said, God, we, we have this letter here and we give it to you because this guy is uh, blaspheming your name. Right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we can't, you know, we, we want your name to be upheld high. And, uh, and then he goes on from there. But I like the fact that the model here, he starts out with how big God is, you know, he's focusing on God before he talks about the problem. I, th I think that's so beautiful. And, uh, yeah. look at so things like that, you can get out of Hezekiah's experience or, you know, most of the people, all the people in the Old Testament had some great experiences for us to, uh, to learn from. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll give you an example of Christ found in the Old Testament. Uh, and an example like you're talking about is in 1 Corinthians 10, uh, where it talks about uh, the children of Israel that passed through the sea. We all know that story. They were baptized unto Moses in, in the cloud and in the sea and ate that same spiritual food and drank that same spiritual drink. We're talking about uh, the manna. We're talking about the, the water that came from the rock. It says, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. Wow, that's an eye-opening passage there. But with most of them, God was not well pleased, for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. And it goes on to say, now these things became our examples to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted and did not become and do not become idolizers, as were some of them. So this is a message to the people of Paul's time, the New Testament, New Covenant people, pointing them back to what happened to the children of Israel, and using symbols, that rock was Christ. And, and a little side note there, uh, Peter is not the rock. <laughs> Jesus yeah. is the, the rock, and it says so right here, and that rock was Christ. So for us, uh, again, driving home the point, uh, if we are not into the Old Testament, uh, and I, that's an unfortunate name, uh, if we're not into the stories of God's people back there that were writ for our example, we're missing so much uh, good doctrine, we're missing so much encouragement uh, by, by looking those over, by going over those. Next time, I'd like to talk just a little bit more about this rock that was Christ, but I think we need to uh, end this episode and start another one in, uh, for tomorrow. Okay. Thank you for joining us. We are grateful for your prayers for answers from Scripture, and especially as we begin a new year. There are many wonderful links in the description of this podcast please take advantage of them. We look forward to hearing from you at afsepisodes at gmail.com. And as always, join us as we seek our answers from Scripture.